well, 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 welcome to the Purple Stuff Podcast. And we just gave him some French bed pizza. Summer Saturdays. Did anyone order me a plain cheese? (laughs) (laughs) I hope so, Jay. So one of the things that I used to do when I was a kid on those summer days when I had nothing to do and I was all alone, a lot like Kevin McAllister, was make myself a pizza. Now, did you make it like like a microwave pizza or did you get like a bobbly or some shit? Oh, Boboli, that's way too much work. <laughs> you know, no one's actually ever made a Boboli. <laughs> you know, we used to, but that was like no, a... nobody's ever done it. People have bought them. That was like them. a big event. Yeah, I don't I wasn't a big fan. They were like too doughy, I felt. Here's a full made focaccia that we're going to tell you to make a pizza out of. I'm like, how does that work, Boboli? <laughs> so it was definitely one of my summary things. Obviously, pizza is all year round. But definitely associated with the summer for me. I mean, it's, it's it's yes. I think it's fair to also say that you might be making a bit of a leap because we were talking about it during summer Saturdays. But I'm with you. <laughs> you got me there. Yeah. You caught me red-handed. How am I going to connect tonight's topic to our ongoing <laughs> summer Saturdays theme? You know what? I always eat pizza in the summer. <laughs> Well, it is true. It is Summer Saturday. Yeah, and we think we've picked the grandest topic of the month to end things with. Yeah, not necessarily something that you would bring to the beach or to the pool. Speak for yourself, Jay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But it's something that we could order right now if we wanted to. Well, actually, the, the podcast was born like an hour after us eating those giant slices in Seaside Heights. Oh, my God. Yeah, so the whole podcast was built on the back of pizza. When you go down the shore, especially Seaside, they have those giant thin crust slices that are just so delicious. And we had to go and get it that night. I love those. They roll out that dough until it's like fucking wallpaper. (laughs) And then the slices you get are like the size of a poster. They're huge pieces, but I love them so much. And... All pizza is good pizza. Even bad pizza is good pizza. So I honestly don't think I've ever had a pizza where I was like, I wish I didn't eat that pizza. And I've had the worst pizza. Like, I've gotten 7-Eleven pizza at, like, 3 in the morning. <laughs> I've even had uh, matzo pizza, which is matzo crackers, and it's got cheese and sauce on it. It's really good. So I'm picturing, like, just a giant matzo cracker with sauce and yeah. cheese on it. And that actually sounds delicious. It's, it's really good. Yeah. yeah. It's put in the toaster oven or whatever. Mm, it's really good. Yeah. Do you fold your pizza or do you just eat it regular? Okay. I am a folder in general, but if the pizza slice is not agreeing with the fold, I am happy to eat it in any way it is leading me to eat it. Exactly. Whatever it takes, you do, right? But there there really is nothing, like, 
if people don't have pizza that's foldable, they don't know what they're missing because you get to that point where you're almost like drinking it. <laughs> yeah. It's like you <laughs> suck out all the tomato juice. Oh, hmm. <laughs> See, I actually feel like the folding thing is a reflex. For me, when I take a piece of pizza, that's like the first thing I do without even thinking. And I think it's just because that's where we're from, then that's how we do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, the, the Jersey York style pizza is just made to be folded. If you go elsewhere, it's just like you're breaking the slice if you try to do that. Yeah. And it's time to fold up this intro so we can kick off the show. So what are we doing tonight on the Purple Stuff podcast, Jay? Has all this pizza talk been for a reason? Yes, we're talking about pizza. Pizza in pop culture and in real life. Being that you kicked off our last show, I'm going to volunteer to talk about my first pizza pick. All right, you go first. Bring it to me. Deliver that pie. <laughs> Number one. <laughs> Hello, Vinny. What do you want? No, 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 no. It's not what I want. It's what he wants. <laughs> pizza the hut! Well, if it isn't Lone Star and his sidekick, Puke. That's Barf. Barf, Puke, whatever. For my first pizza pick, Pizza the Hut from Spaceballs. Uh, I love pretty much everything about Spaceballs, but I don't think I love anything more than Pizza the Hut. Pizza the Hut obviously left a big impression on me as I was a kid. Uh, when I saw the movie, and it was a parody of Star Wars, so you have a parody of Jabba the Hutt. And instead of him being a giant, like, slug type of monster, he's this giant pile of pizza. <laughs> and he's talking and dripping and oozing and bubbling. Yet still looking pretty appetizing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He really does. Yeah. So Pizza the Hutt pops up on the screen in Lone Star Ship. And is telling Lone Star that he owes pizza a million space bucks. Well, I believe it's at first a hundred thousand, and then <laughs> yeah. he forgot late charges. Yeah, he ups the ante to a million thousand. Ha ha ha. So really when you think about the whole concept of this, they said to themselves, Well, how do we make a knockoff of Job of the Hut? So they thought the Hut. Pizza Hut. <laughs> That's yep. how they arrived at this. So. It's it's that it's that classic wit from Mel Brooks. He really cuts deep. Yeah, it was just a pun. And to me, those are the types of things that really take on a mind of their own. Like you and I might be sitting there having some drinks or hanging out and having a few laughs. But if one of us says something really stupid or whatever, that might just become a thing that we always say. And this is probably where. <laughs> They come up with this nonsense. They're sitting there writing the movie and they're like, Pizza the Hut. Well, I mean, I and think, it's amazing. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it was probably just like two guys joking around about, oh, we should do a Pizza the Hut. But think about <laughs> it. They actually went from that like stray conversation into actually designing this like eight foot pizza monster. Yeah. And then they and hired he's... Dom DeLuise to voice him. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And he's still talked about to this day. I would actually kill for an official Pizza the Hut action figure, and I don't know how it's not happened yet. Yeah, how do they not have like, that? How has there not been an SDCC Pizza the Hut exclusive that costs $75 and comes in like a white box? I would think that Super 7 next year is going to have that. <laughs> <sighs> Jesus Christ, I hope so. Vinny the Robot, who is like his boy, 
almost like a Max Headroom oh, type of guy. Oh, definitely a Max Headroom yeah. ripoff, right? He starts eating Pizza of the Hut's face and saying, oh, you're delicious. He's got pizza, like, oh, dripping from his face it, and it's on his hat. It's so disturbing. But, again, I reiterate that I completely get it. Because, you know when you would, like, get a slice as a kid and you would just rip all the cheese off and eat that alone? <laughs> I could never do that. Oh, I could. You would just, like, make, like, a fucking baseball out of the pizza cheese. And Pizza <laughs> the Hut was, like, a mountain of that. Carl's <laughs> Pizza is gonna send out for you. <laughs> You're delicious, bro. Ciao, boys. <laughs> Number two. These days, everyone's going back to the future, where people are looking at the world through very different glasses. Now bring part of Back to the Future back with you. Drop by any Pizza Hut restaurant, get a pair of futuristic solar shades, inspired by the movie Back to the Future Part 2. Only $1.99 with any Pizza Hut pizza. Collect a different pair each week while supplies last. Solar shades from Pizza Hut. They're going like there's no tomorrow. Pizza Hut, make it crazy! We go from Pizza the Hut to Pizza Hut in 1989 to re-experience Solar Shades. Oh, yes. The coolest, hippest, most ridiculous sunglasses ever made. Totally ridiculous. Yeah. So I'm going to set this up. 1989, Pizza Hut teams up with Back to the Future Part 2, which of course was only natural since we had those dehydrated Pizza Hut pizzas in the movie. And instead of recreating those in real life, which is probably what they should have done... They recreated all the wacky sunglasses that the punks wore in Cafe 80s. Pretty over the top. Well, I mean, especially back then. There were four different pairs available, and one of them made you look like Meshach Taylor from Mannequin. That was my favorite. Yes. Even the, like, the least weird pair in the set still looked like a Grace Jones pair of sunglasses. These were just amazing. I loved these. But let me ask you, did you actually wear them? Yes, I wore them on the Wildwood Boardwalk, and I felt like the suavest motherfucker in Jersey. <laughs> I'm like 10 years old. I'm wearing, it's. I was wearing the triangular ones, the Meshach Taylor pair. You mean Hollywood. Hollywood, right, right. And I got yeah. those, my all-white sneakers. What were those, Fila sneakers? Fila, Fila. I can't believe you actually wore these. I this really was can't. my. This was the extent of me. Like I couldn't wear starter jackets because that would have been obviously not right for me. So I tried to ape the cool kids with my white feelers, my knockoff skids, and my Pizza Hut solar shades. <laughs> <laughs> Just the walking target. <laughs> and it's funny. These are something that I had and I owned, but I would never wear. I just couldn't wear them. You, the sunglass king? I had plenty of sunglasses that I wore all the time, but these I felt so ridiculous wearing. Well, I mean, yes, they were terrible, but you also have to admit that they did kind of remind you of like something wrestlers would have worn in their promos. Oh, 100%. Right, definitely. so I think that might have been what got me over the hump with them. If they were to do some sort of tie-in nowadays, like I don't think people would think a thing of it. It's just like, this is a total Instagram pick right now. Yeah, but I mean, these days they would be pitched as being ridiculous and just for you to take that one social media picture before throwing away. Back then exactly. they were pitched, like there was actually a commercial where you had all these kids running around with solar shades and it's just, wow, we actually wore those back then. 
these <laughs> these triangle sunglasses with neon colors. <laughs> They're just insane. I remember I did own uh, the one with the the red and yellow. The ones that look like a fucking electric guitar, right? <laughs> yeah, flying V. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you look up on my side, I don't know if you ever saw the pictures of me wearing them from last summer. Oh my god! Of course like, I did, because it's like the first thing that comes up when you look up solar. Shit. Yeah, it's funny how there just isn't. They just don't have that much traction. <laughs> I just, You'd think everybody I, would be talking about these thirty-year-old novelty sunglasses that were sold for two weeks in Pizza Hut on on Matt's tombstone. <laughs> I am one of the first results on Google when you look up solar shades. <laughs> Please, it's been a long road for me. This is the only way I can get on the front page of Google. I have to worry about something nobody else is. <laughs> is it ready? <laughs> Here you go. Oh boy, oh boy, Mom. You sure can hydrate a pizza. Number three. He was taken away in his pride and walked where no other man has been. Now, he has returned. Monday night, August 29th, Domino's Pizza delivers SummerSlam, a live World Wrestling Federation pay-per-view event. So hot, it's scary. I will not rest in peace. Now I'm going to talk about SummerSlam 1994, Matt. <laughs> really? Yes. Why are you going to do that? 1994, so they had this whole Undertaker angle, which you know of, where Undertaker... He went up to heaven. Oh, my God. SummerSlam, of course. I totally spaced. SummerSlam 94, Undertaker versus Undertaker. Yes. Oh, okay. Undertaker had been, quote, unquote, missing or dead. So they get Detective Lieutenant Frank Drebin from Police Squad and Naked Gun, Leslie Nielsen, to be the detective to find out where the Undertaker is. That's right. I'm back. It's me. I'm on the cover. You solve the mystery of The Undertaker because I'm a man with no fear. I have seen the light. What was that? So at this point, everyone's saying to themselves, what does this have to do with pizza, Jay? Well, the sponsor was Domino's Pizza. When you got a good mystery to watch for three hours, you're going to need some food. So you're like, oh, my God, they're telling me what to order. You see, you're really opening up the floodgates here because now I am recalling the promos would be like The Undertaker doing all of his mysterious stuff in like the desert and the darkness. And then yeah. they cut to the Domino's logo. Yes. It's like, oh, <laughs> the dead man rises. Brought to you by Domino's Pizza. <laughs> yes, I do remember this match. I was all the fuck in on it. I was obsessed with The Undertaker. He was literally my favorite person on the planet at this point. No exaggeration yeah i mean as as over the top as people might think it is it's just oh it was so oh, good was back so then. you remember paul barrow coming out with the extra huge sized urn to herald the real undertaker's return oh yes oh, yes and he shines the, like, it's obviously the a light, fucking flashlight yeah. in the urn oh it's so good yeah so you ordered domino's pizza that night i fell into their trap so easily it was the power of a good tie-in so I had three hours in front of the TV that night. So I just said, hey, listen, can we order pizza? What it turned into was me ordering four large Domino's pizzas with <laughs> various toppings, right? So 
we had that stuff in aluminum foil for like two weeks straight. Oh. I was eating Domino's like every day. It was incredible. Oh, God, I love the stale aluminum foil slices that you would find in the back of the fridge. So good. It's like sponge made of delectable cheese. Aloha. Greetings. Good day. Konnichiwa. Todd Pettengill here on WWF Superstars with your SummerSlam report. Being brought to you by Domino's Pizza. You got it right. Domino's delivers SummerSlam. I mean, who else? It's got to be Domino's. Number four. Hey, Fred, give me a pizza with extra cheese. Extra cheese. And hold the tomato sauce. Hold the tomato sauce. And hold the crust. Hold the crust. Hey, Jimmy, give me a cheese with nothing. Nothing. Now you can have the best part of the pizza without the pizza. Polio string cheese, all natural, individually wrapped cheese snacks. My second pick is string cheese, and I get that some of our listeners may be scratching their heads about that, so I will explain. String cheese came out in the 1970s, but people like you and me didn't really know about it until the mid-80s, thanks to the old polio string cheese commercial. Oh yeah, genius marketing. Yeah, which presented string cheese as, quote, the best part of the pizza. Without the pizza. Yes, exactly. So in the commercial, you got these kids going into a pizza parlor to order a pie, and they asked them to hold the tomato sauce and hold the crust. The guy was like, what the fuck hold are you Hold the crust? About? What the fuck is wrong with you kids? Yeah. <laughs> you, you out of your fucking mind? Rabble but, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, he's got a business to run, so he sends them on their way with a pizza box full of individually wrapped string cheeses. Obviously, the gag was that string cheese was made from mozzarella, just like pizza was. And holy shit, did kids like you and me buy into that. So do you remember when you would do the old peel move when oh, you peel it? I actually was going to ask you oh. about that. Okay. Yeah. So was that your method? Because my thing was I would bring the entire stick up to my mouth and use my upper teeth to dislodge individual threads of string cheese. <laughs> I would never bite it. It would that would be like a complete waste of the string cheese. I was gonna say that. Yeah, you know, I, I could never imagine doing that. What a fucking waste! Yeah, you'd be done in two seconds. Yeah, exactly. So you would just sit there and try to dismantle it into these teeny tiny threads. And if you did it right, it would take you a half hour to eat one string cheese. Wow, a half hour, maybe not. I mean. Maybe 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but is that how you did? I mean, I know I have those chipmunk teeth, so maybe you didn't use those. But did you do the whole dislodging thing? So I didn't do the dis. That's a Matt-ism right okay, there. Okay. But I, I was definitely a peeler. But the only downfall of doing the peel method was your fingers would smell like cheese after that. You're calling, that, then... you're calling that a problem? That was a bonus. <laughs> But then think about it, though. You remember those bathrooms at school. All that pink bathroom soap in the world didn't get that shit off. Well, I mean, that would assume that, A, I would wash my hands, and B, that I would want to wash my hands if they smelt like cheese. <laughs> oh, Superstar. Superstar. Yeah, oh, God, they were so good. And back then, they were like, I don't know. I mean, I've had string cheese in recent years. They're nowhere near as, like, salty pizza cheese as they used to be. I have to tell you, I haven't had one in forever. But they they, they've just... become a lot more like kind of mass production style. Like they don't have that same shredability. We grew yeah. up in the the golden years for string cheese. Could you imagine if it was like maybe five times the size? Oh man! <laughs> Why haven't they ever done jumbo string cheese? I would settle for even like double size. 
is there some like unwritten law? Your string cheese cannot be larger than six inches. It's almost like they don't want people to feel inadequate. Because you know what, people will go pairing it with the summer sausage, and then oh god, don't be... bring up the fucking summer sausage again, please. Bellissimo, magnifique, c'est bon. Try Polio string cheese. It's the best part of the pizza. Number five. If food don't kill you, the service will. <laughs> the usual. Oh, my favorite. For my next slice, I'm going to be talking about Nightmare on Elm Street Part 4. And there's a nice little pizza scene in that, Matt. Oh, God. (laughs) It's a classic (laughs) scene, but I fucking hate this shit. (laughs) So, very creative kills in this movie. Uh, So, you have Alice, the main character. She's in the diner. Mm -hmm. Freddy's there, and they have a pizza. So, anyway, they're sitting there looking at this pizza, and it's got all these... So basically, it's like his victims, but they're meatballs. Yeah, so it's human meatball heads, but they're talking and screaming and whining. Yeah, and it sounds like cheesy comedy when we describe it, but when you're watching it, it's such a bizarre form of torture. It's pretty effective. Then Freddy dramatically uses one of his blades on his glove to poke into one of the meatballs, which is the Rick meatball. Right. Which is oozing with cheese, and then he shoves it in his mouth. Oh, God, with little popping sound effects and all the slime. Like, oh. they smothered that meatball in some sort of brown grease. It's so disgusting. I'm a meatball guy. I love meatballs. But, like, when they're human meatball heads, I want nothing to do with it. I am actually not big on meatballs on pizza in general. So, when they're turned into characters that are screaming in torment, yeah, that's that's above my threshold as well. Oh, so you're not a fan of of meatballs and pizza? No, I mean, if you're going to throw it in a fucking bowl of pasta, I'll deal with it. But on a pizza, I feel like it's there are better options available to you. I got you. I got you. All right. So in thinking of the whole scene, I'm going to serenade you. Okay, Matt, are you ready for this? You mean you're actually going to serenade me right now? Yeah, I'm going to serenade you. And it's in honor of the scene from this movie. Okay, let's hear it. Okay. Human meatball heads, 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 human meatball heads. Do I get what do you think? That was great. That was, you know, Jay, you're the the best there ever will be. (laughs) Now, I I, I do have to ask, obviously, I don't want to peel back the curtain too far, but both of us do prep for these shows. What led you to think that you should work in the old Heart Foundation theme? (laughs) So I was driving home from work 
this song comes on, and I'm like, holy crap, it, it fits with human meatball heads. So a, a couple of points here. Number one, you have the Heart Foundation's 1980s theme on rotation in your car. Number two, <laughs> you were thinking of the phrase human meatball heads at the time that it played. Yeah. <laughs> That's something. I'm the excellence of execution. <laughs> Human meatball heads. Human meatball heads. Do it again. Do it again. Wait, we got to do this one more time. Okay. Human meatball heads. That was great, Jack. (laughs) There is no one more terrifying on the screen today. the first in fear <laughs> and you thought it was only a movie it's a brand new nightmare welcome to wonderland Alice. a nightmare on elm street part four the dream master rated r starts friday at theaters everywhere number six Shredder, since you are unable to eliminate the turtles by yourself, I am giving you the eggs you asked for. Oh, I've always wanted to study Dimension X wildlife at close range. These babies may look like meatballs, but once they hatch... Okay, so I needed to work the Ninja Turtles into the show somehow, right? Yeah, I mean, we couldn't have a pizza show without... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Not if we wanted to survive the feedback. How could you do a pizza show and not bring up Donatello? (laughs) There's so much shit, though. Pizza-related shit in the Ninja Turtles universe. It was hard to zero in on any one specific thing. But I think I'm going to go... Yeah, I think I'm going to go, though, with the case of the killer pizzas. You absolutely made the right move. Yeah, this was a season two episode from 1988. The real short summary, because, God, we could do a whole show on this episode, is that Shredder and Krang hatch a plan to fuck with the turtles by giving them pizza pies with special meatballs that are actually alien eggs from Dimension X that hatch into monsters. You did a good job summarizing that. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, and that's really as, as short a summary as you could possibly get of the episode, and it doesn't even cover half of it. So you you have these little meatballs that hatch into these little red monsters. They kind of look like devils. But then after they get wet, they turn into full-scale fucking xenomorphs. They really do. They're just, like, yellow. That's the only thing that differentiates them. They're they're basically pizza xenomorphs, and they were absolutely inspired by the aliens from the Alien movies. Definitely. And the monsters made such an impression back then that literally 30 years later... Later... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't know where that pronunciation later. came from. Literally 30 years later, NECA released them in action figure form. Oh, did they really? Oh, yeah. They sold them. Uh, it was, I think it was an SDCC exclusive last year. They called them Sewer Mutation Warrior Aliens. No shit. I totally... That totally went by me. Yeah. No, they were... Abs- this is totally a real thing, and they were absolutely based on this cartoon episode. Oh, so good. Yeah. So good. So you watched so, the episode today, right? I've yeah, I, I brushed up on it. I do remember this episode, and they really went for 
a theme. Like they were reaching to say, hey, you know what? We're going to make this like the TMNT Aliens episode. Oh, yeah, it absolutely was. This was a total horror movie. In fact, they even make a joke in the episode about how it sounds like a horror movie. April O'Neil's friend, Irma. Yep. She reminds me of a girl that you know, and her name was Jeanette Miller. Okay. Jeanette Miller. Yeah. Oh, my God. That fucking the, the, the Simon Chipette. Yes. She does look like the middle child Chipette. That's fucking totally bizarre. Much, yeah, right? she looks like that rodent Chipette. Right, right. The best Chipette, by the way. I can't believe you even knew what I was talking about. <laughs> I, I mean, I can't believe that Jeanette has a last name, but yeah, no, she totally looks like her. It's actually <laughs> it's, bizarre. They think they even wear the same clothes. They do. Same clothes, same glasses, and everything. Yeah. <laughs> I wish they would have just made her a chipmunk. That would be awesome. It would be awesome like, if, I, uh, yeah, if Jeanette from the Chipettes was magically in the Ninja Turtles universe. It actually wouldn't even be like out of the realm of possibility. With I all was going to say, it wouldn't be a stretch. You have you got xenomorphs, turtles, rats. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Gotta... She fit right in. Yeah. <laughs> Try it, Bozo. We can handle anything you can throw at us. Or do you think we're scared of those pizza-eating powder puffs? Yeah, um, Raphael. Oh, we're shaking in our shells, aren't we, guys? Uh, now that you, you mention it. Number seven. Next up for me, Matt, is a place called Razmataz. AKA Heaven on Earth. Oh, God. It was a pizza slash indoor amusement arcade back in the 80s. And we had one here in Jersey. And there was, I think there was one or two elsewhere in the country. Yeah. I mean, for all intents and purposes, pretty much nobody listening has been to this place, but they really, really missed out. Back then, we were lucky because everything was chock full of these little oddities that you don't really see anymore. You would go to like a restaurant. That was nautical themed or a hotel that was medieval themed like everything had a theme we were big on themes yes big on themes and for kids they had these pizza places like chuck e cheese where they would have an animatronic show and there'd be characters walking around arcade games it was a total blast but this was like chuck e cheese but in a laser tag arena it was so much different and bigger it was. And this was known as actually like kind of it wasn't related to the like showbiz or Chuck E. Cheese it was like kind of looked at as like a knockoff. But to us, it was so much better because it had better characters. And the stage show to me was fantastic. And the arcade to me was one of the best arcades out of all. It was the best arcade I think I've ever been to. I mean, I don't know how much it was because I was small and the place seemed bigger than it would now. But mm -hmm. it was like out of a movie. Yes. Where you, it was it just was like this pit of arcade games where you would just completely be surrounded by nothing but arcade games. Yeah, it was just, it was unbelievable. It, it actually was. You're right. It was like a, you would like walk down into into this circular area. There's so much to do. Yeah. Like picture. Um, what is that G.I. Joe thing that the terror drone? Yes. It was like that. But it was an arcade and you also got pizza there. 
they had this Space Harrier, which was a Sega game, and it was like one of those seated arcade games. Yeah. And they had a lot of those games where you didn't always see them in the arcades because they were cumbersome and not all arcades had room for this type of thing. Right. They had all the seated games that moved and and had guns and everything like that. So I every just, game that was like worth playing was at Razzmatazz. It was they must have had a hundred different games. And so the reason why I would bring it up, of course, is the badass pizza that they had, because when we were kids, all of my friends and I, we thought Razzmatazz had the best pizza back then. We loved it. Huh. So mm, I liked it. But yeah. for me, like what I remember is that it was always greasy and they always had to reheat it so much that the pepperoni would do that curling thing where it ended <laughs> up like the pieces look like inverted nipples. But that actually that didn't make it worse. It made it better. It just didn't make it prettier. Well, that's your first mistake. You ordered it with pepperoni. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so, okay, so picture this. Like, it gave you the ability to think that you were going to, like, a dinner theater for kids. Hello, Matthew. We're going to the dinner theater this evening. Can I send my chauffeur to fetch you? You won't be able to drive home yourself because you'll be frolicking all night and, you know, that sort of thing. It's like total Pleasure Island situation. You walk in, the first thing you see is this, like, fucking endless circle of arcade games. And then you go off to this giant cavernous dining hall where there's these animatronic creatures singing shit at you. And everyone's throwing pizza at you. <laughs> Number eight. So my next pick here is really just a generalized love letter to microwave pizza. Dear pizza, I love you. Dear microwave pizza, <laughs> I can tie microwave pizza to so many memories, and they are mostly of me trying to make the most out of those long, lonely nights in my bedroom when I had nothing but network television and some old wrestling magazine stock by my time. Some of the best memories. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And when I say microwave pizza, I really just mean frozen pizza at large because I did not discriminate. In my mind, if the pizza could fit in the microwave, it was microwavable. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you're they with would me, say, right? Yeah. They would say, do not microwave. And you're like, fuck that. Right. I think, was it <laughs> like Elio's wasn't really supposed to be microwaved, right? I believe you're right, or especially early on. Yeah. Right, back then. But I would. my rule was you nuke it for three minutes, and whatever the fuck comes out, you eat it. So last year, I actually did that for just like this little like whimsical picture. Oh, this was like what my night was like back in, let's say, 1988. The internet freaked the fuck out over what that pizza looked like. Oh, really? Yeah, because, you know, when you nuke a frozen pizza that's not meant to go in the microwave, it looks pretty gross. But I figured <laughs> everyone did that. We didn't have the patience, nor did we want to turn on the oven at that age. Well, that was the yeah. point, though, is that it was like one of those weird real foods that you could make and then run off to your own corner of the house with. So some of them used to have this kind of cardboard disc that looked like it was supposed to be like metallic. Uh -huh. And you, Do you remember that? You would put that inside the bag with yep. the pizza. You're like, should I be microwaving this plastic bag on top of my <laughs> yep. pizza? Now, question, did you 
take that disc after you finished your pizza and then eat all the burnt cheese off of it like I did? <laughs> no. Oh, my I... God. I used to run the disc around the perimeter of my mouth and just <laughs> suck up all the cheese. I actually am not a fan of burned things, like burned anything. I just don't want it. I love burned things, so that's uh, an area where we differ. So burned yeah. pizza is definitely on my list of good things. So Elio's would be your microwave pizza of choice back then. Like I said, I didn't discriminate. It was basically if it fit in the microwave, I would cook it. I know we had Elio's a lot because I distinctly remember those rectangle-shaped slices. You know, and yeah. they would say, oh, you can cut this in three. It's, it's three servings. No, it's fucking not three servings. That's all going in me right now. <laughs> yeah, they had that whole rectangular thing going. But my jam was Mama Celeste. Ah, uh, yes. Mama Celeste and her Supreme Pizza. With Those are, by the way, are the only meatballs on pizza that I will accept because they're nice and small. And they're not made of souls. They're not made of souls. <laughs> exactly. But I, I got to tell you, Mama Celeste, that circular Supreme Pizza, like you mentioned, pop that in there. I could feasibly eat like two or three of those. In oh, the good yeah, old days. totally. I mean, yeah. the, the, now I certainly couldn't. And I did back then. Like, say it's a boring Saturday night and you're a kid and you're like stuck in your bedroom with nothing to do. Tell me that adding a microwave pizza didn't make it feel like your own little private party. I would do a couple of those pizzas because they always would have deals. Be like, you know, three for five bucks or yes, whatever. It was. Yes, you would have a yeah. stack of the boxes in your <laughs> your freezer. Like, oh my god, I could just keep yeah. eating them. Each one's only a slice, right? I normally eat three slices, so I could have three frozen pizzas. Yeah, my theory was do a plain, a supreme, and then like something else, like a, a mushroom or something. But or that magical have... four cheese pizza, you know. Frozen pizza got on the four cheese bandwagon before the chains did. So that was like your first experience in this crazy all cheese pizza. Yeah. When the chain started doing it, you're like been there, done that. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know. Fuck. I, I, I ate that last weekend in my bedroom, you motherfucker. Yeah. Now I was like, let me just turn on Tales from the Dark Side and we're all set. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Be in my bed at 1230 at night watching Tales from the Dark Side while I chomp down this disgusting sponge of a microwave pizza. The best. Crave the taste. Oh, crave the good times. Hear the crunch. That crunch is calling you. It's so great. Can't wait. Taste those toppings. There's no stopping. Stover's Pizza. Number nine. Give me pizza. Okay, Matt, for my last pick, this is a track called Gimme Pizza <laughs> by the Olsen Twins, and it's accompanied by the video that they made for the song. Oh, my God. And, oh, my God. That's, it, it's, uh, wow. This one, this one, there's a lot to say about this one. Uh, the Olsen Twins, the two girls from Full House, obviously, they had, like, mega fame and success after Full House when they were making these uh, movies for, I guess their audience, which would be like younger girls. Right. They were mostly just like direct to video. And I had nieces at the time. They watched the shit out of them. Yeah. I mean, they were just incredibly 
famous and rich. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, as as much money as they made and probably still continue to make on those Full House episodes, this is where they made their fortune. Yeah, and they became these, like, moguls, like, owning businesses and stuff like that. So, to me, I just, I never saw anything they did aside from Full House, and I absolutely had no interest in them at all. So, was this, uh, was this, (laughs) was this video your first exposure? To yeah, what they to, did outside to, the show because oh my god yes yes so <laughs> i'll make a confession a few months ago i saw this uh completely random do you know when you're doing like a youtube search and i'm watching an animal video like i'm watching kangaroos right right, right. and for some reason the related video is mary kate nashley Olson's gimme pizza video yes on the right side yeah. so it's completely cuckoo and the twins and their three friends order a pizza And then they commence with adding every topping you could possibly think of because they think that this will be funny if they add everything from the kitchen, like Chinese food. No, no, it it goes beyond just adding shit from the kitchen. They were adding chicken tongues, eyeballs, (laughs) dead fish. It was absolutely insane. Oreos, marshmallows, caramel, coconut cream. Egg foo young, chicken tongue. Hold the eyeballs. I'm going to scream. And. What they wind up with in the end, there's like a pizza with everything on it, which looks like vomit inducing. But it looks like a garbage pail kid. Yeah, <laughs> but the video sort of you enjoy the hell out of it, but in a weird way, you also feel like puking the entire time. I'll be honest, I didn't know about this until today. I live in a bubble. I don't always hear about these old videos that become memes later on. Yeah. yeah. So I had never even heard of the Gimme Pizza song. Put it on. For the first minute, I'm like, okay, it's just, you know, Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen doing their thing. And then it just gets so bizarre. Yeah, it goes into a very dark place where you start to think, like, are these kids being held up by their parents? Like, well, none of them wanted to be there. Well, that's what I'm like. I'm watching this. I'm like, I understand that half of the shit that they're putting on this pizza is made of plastic. But I don't know how they got through it without gagging. Because it's so disgusting. They looked like they were possessed. Yes. Like they're doing these big eyed stares. It comes off like they're stuck in some sort of ritualistic hypnosis. Yes. That's what I'm getting at. Exactly. And, and like, <laughs> you're like, it, it almost feels like an incantation of some sort. It's not them building a pizza. It's almost like something out of the craft where you expect this fucking giant ghoulie to come out of the ground. And fortunately, you brought that up because some Joker put this video up in a slowed down version and they all sound completely psychotic. It's amazing. You know, I saw that on the related videos, but I have to be honest, I don't think I could stand watching the Gimme Pizza (laughs) video twice in one lifetime. It is really that much. (laughs) It's extra. Yeah, I'm like, I I don't need to see the remix. I'm not going to watch this slow down version. I'm sure they're funny. I'm sure that there are a lot of good gags, but I genuinely cannot take this twice. It's like one of these famous DJs. All right, up next, give me pizza. The remix! <laughs> I was shocked enough that, like, there were actual lyric sheets floating around online. Oh when you read, God, it's yeah. like, you re- I'm like, wow, they really did say what I thought I heard them say. This is the most upsetting fucking shit I've ever seen in my life. I haven't seen the video that this came from, so I don't know if there's added context. Maybe there was some pre-scene thing where they set it up. But when you watch this on its own, your mouth is on the floor. 
it is so weird. Yeah, I wish they had a making of making the video on MTV. Well, you know, I didn't. And again, sticking to my my vow, I will not look up any additional information about the Gimme Pizza video. But there is an oral history of it floating around. Really? Yeah, because this shit you saw that video has five million views. Yeah, that's nothing to scoff at. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is apparently like a really big deal this insanity but talk about living in a bubble neither of us knew about it until recently so i all right here's here's the thing let's get jordan peele to make a horror movie based off this video i mean he wouldn't even have to he just fucking get by the rights and put it in theaters and, and call it whatever he wants he's done <laughs> And I'm watching, I'm like, did somebody artificially add all of these pans and zooms? Because it is, the way they oh, shot, and I, like, put aside the lyrics. Put aside the fact that not only are they talking about this pizza, they're actually making it while they're talking about it. Then you have the way that this video is shot. It is, like, intentionally meant to be as upsetting and obscene as possible. There's all these Dutch angles, and it's, like, shaking, and yes. it's totally freaky, man. It's like you're in a fun house. It's amazing to think, though, that, like, Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen are, like, fucking trillionaires on the back of the Gimme Pizza song. <laughs> They're probably so embarrassed by this nowadays. Oh, fuck that. No, I mean, the people who grew up with it apparently love it. We were just too old to know about this. I'm sure if I go ask my nieces and nephews, like, they'll, oh, yeah, the Gimme Pizza song, that was hot shit when we were in school. Could you imagine if you're like friends with the Olsen twins and they're like, hey, you guys want to get pizza? And they're like, oh, my God, <laughs> don't fucking bring it up. <laughs> don't say give me pizza. <laughs> How many times? <laughs> hey, are you ready to play? Now set down the pizza and bring some chicken. Throw it on top and make your finger lickin'. Guacamole, meatball, whipped cream pouring like waterfalls. Here's a little salsa to make it hot. Here's a lot of ice cream. Number 10. Recently, an object was sighted. It was big! Bigger than big! Huge, huge, large, astronomically big. Big would be an understatement. Very big. Huge. Some guy! Big. Huge. When it arrives, you better not be alone. Bigfoot. Pizza Hut! From Pizza Hut. Two square feet of pizza. 21 slices on a tasty new crust. $10.99 for up to three toppings. It's bigger than Pizza Pizza. Bigfoot from Pizza Hut, a legendary value. Okay, Jay, I started the night with Pizza Hut, and I'm going to end the night with Pizza Hut. All right, sounds well, good. Maybe, maybe they'll sponsor us if we keep saying Pizza Hut. Oh, yes. My last pick is Pizza Hut's infamous Bigfoot Pizza, which I believed marched out of the forest back in 1993. Lasted for a couple years. Yeah, had its swan song. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you ever ordered this but it was this completely berserk giant ass pizza that was literally two square feet with 21 slices three toppings well if you wanted them yes i looked up the measurements <laughs> i mean like i hear two square feet i'm like i don't know what the fuck that means apparently it means 12 by 24 inches so picture that's a big fucking pizza yeah it was huge pizza yeah but the reason that so many people still talk about it i think is the branding they didn't just call it a bigfoot pizza it was totally bigfoot themed they even had a mascot character that was like this cartoony Sasquatch that looked like Captain Caveman and Fred Flintstone. Did you see him? I did see him. And I felt a little bit chinsed out by the commercials because when we were kids and those aired, 
there was no actual Bigfoot in the commercials. You saw like a little bit of a shadow. Right. And then there, were, there was that point where you saw his animated foot. And what I notice is his feet's too big. His feet's too big. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Yeah. But I mean, how could anyone not love this? A 21 piece pizza that came in a big white paper sack that said Bigfoot on it in big bright green lettering. Oh, so good. So I take it you were an avid orderer of the Bigfoot pizza? I am struggling to answer that question because I don't know if I should admit that I never actually had a Bigfoot pizza or if I have already said that I've had a Bigfoot pizza many times <laughs> online in the past. <laughs> so I'm going to plead the fifth on that question, Jay. Got it. Okay. But when um, I look at it, I certainly could see myself doing a whole Bigfoot fucking pizza in one night. It's, it's 21 slices, but they're not huge slices. When you hear 21 slices, you're like, wow, that could that could feed four families. Like, well, that could feed me and half of somebody else. Yeah, like one slice is the size of a, a trading card. Well, they did a, a size chart on one of the commercials, and it was comparable in size to two medium pizzas. Yeah, we never ordered a Bigfoot pizza. I guess maybe it was because they it's kind of intimidating. Well, no, I think it's more that what you were saying earlier, the whole Jersey York thing. People like us, like, this was a rare thing to get these chain pizzas in general. We all had our local places. You're 100% right. We really only got Pizza Hut when we went to the actual restaurant and the oh, establishment. God, which was so good back then. We didn't order chain ones because we would go to the local pizzerias, like you said. I think the the mistake in the way they advertise Bigfoot is like you got to think like so if you got your parents and they're getting fed this commercial about this twin tower size pizza. Right. They're like, that's going to be too much. We don't need that much pizza. I could picture my parents saying that. Right. It was sort of billed as a party pizza, even if in reality it was it was essentially enough for one family because you were going to eat. Let's be real, like nine of those slices on your own. There were like little yeah. little appetizer slices. I love that. Yeah. So good. <laughs> so uh, side note, the same year that this came out, they did the Great White Pizza, which was this vaguely Great White Shark themed all cheese pizza. So it was a big monster year for Pizza Hut. They could do it all wrong back then. No, good stuff. Buy any Bigfoot pizza and get a free trial month of HBO. Just mail in the coupon. Well, back to you, Jen. Who are you? Bigfoot pizza, a legendary value. So we just devoured all that pizza, Matt. My God, we went all over the fucking globe eating pizza and sunglasses and Leslie Nielsen and Mary Kate. It's just been a wild ride here tonight, Jay. It really has all kinds of toppings, and we're totally full with this imaginary pizza. <laughs> yeah. You know what? You brought up toppings a couple of times. I'm just going to put you on the spot before we even continue. Your preferred toppings are? Mushrooms. Mine is a combo pepperoni black olive. Pepperoni black. That's a good one. I thought you were going to say combos. No, but pizza combos. Pizza combos. Oh, man. Those are yes. fucking delicious. How the frig did we not bring up pizza combos? I Holy actually shit. was thinking about it, but I felt like, you know, I wanted to stick with what I already had on my list. Pizza combos, though, you sit there and you suck that middle out. Oh, so good. Mm -hmm. We've had our nights where we're just like eating garbage. Back when we would eat garbage all the time, it would be pizza. We'd also get pizza combos. That was a big deal. Yeah, and we would usually get them after eating, like, an entire fucking three pizzas anyway. So it would be like, oh, well, I guess we're out of pizza. Where are the pizza combos? And we would just talk to each other with a mouthful for the next hour. 
<laughs> passing the yeah. bag back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> See what's on house sucks. <laughs> so, all right, let's um, go through our picks, okay. and then we'll each take a slice. All right, who's going right. first here? I will take a look at your list first. We have had microwave pizza. Yep. Your your little tribute. We had the solar shades uh, uh, tie into Back to the Future to uh, Pizza Hut. That's right. We had uh, string cheese, mm-hmm. and the Bigfoot pizza, mm-hmm. and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles episode that had xenomorphs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I'm going to go with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles episode. Really? Wow. Yeah. I wasn't expecting you to pick the case of the killer pizzas, but I think it was a, a good pick. I like how Michelangelo, in this episode, the times he says tubuloso and fabuloso, it's yeah. like there's too many to count. You can't even count. Yeah, he was, he was really feeling it in this episode. <laughs> he was. Yeah, nothing gets his creative juices flowing like pizza xenomorphs. <laughs> All right, so that's a good pick. Let me look at your stuff. You talked about Razzmatazz, which I also loved. You talked about Pizza the Hut, the disgusting soul pizza from Nightmare on Elm Street Part (laughs) 4. SummerSlam 94 with its extremely tenuous link to pizza. (laughs) And Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen singing the Gimme Pizza song, which despite my intense hatred for, absolutely has to be the one I picked tonight. (laughs) Of course. I mean, it is just, if anyone is going to spend the extra minute Googling around the shit that they hear about on this podcast, they have to see Gimme Pizza. It makes you simultaneously angry, happy, sad, like every emotion. There's no way you don't watch this stone-faced, put it that way. I mean, it's like, you know, if you ever want to do a fucking reaction video and you're looking for the right inspiration, put on (laughs) Gimme Pizza because there's no way you're just going to sit there with a blank expression. I watch this and I'm like holding my face. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, oh my God. Like, I look like the fucking girl from Psycho. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I'm glad you picked that. Um, one thing that we didn't bring up that I feel like has to be said at the end of this show, you didn't pick the McPizza. Ah, fuck the McPizza. No one's ever eaten it. <laughs> people, people find the fucking wrapper on Google Images and they think they know it. We've all heard of the McPizza. No one's actually eaten it. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> that was good oh man so i had a good time on the pizza show i feel like ricky butler in the burbs when he's like no no i called the pizza dude so next time we do this we'll order in advance and we will just chill out and we'll be munching on pizza i have a confession to make last night at the supermarket i totally got a microwave pizza and i totally ate that shit you did? Yeah, it was on my oh. brain. And I know I'm not supposed to have the micro pizza. And I know you haven't eaten more than like loose leaf paper in the last two years, but <laughs> I broke form. Oh, man. Well, it was probably worth it, right? It was. I got the Lean Cuisine pizza thinking, oh, yeah, that that's like nothing, even though it's the same exact shit. <laughs> and I got the Supreme one and it had the little tiny meatballs and it was so good. 
talk about doing stuff for your craft. Yeah, I mean, that's why that... I did it. I had to suffer for my art. It wasn't because I just really wanted to eat pizza. By the way, we already had dinner. So this was like <laughs> dinner number two. <laughs> it was actually a cat food run that turned into a cat food slash pizza run. Or it's like, yeah, I'm going out for cat food. But in the back of your mind, you know what you're getting. Yeah. I could just happen to... To dwindle over to the freezer section. Oh, they were they were giving away these microwave pizzas free with cat food. <laughs> so, oh man! So everybody, thanks so much for joining us on the summer Saturdays extravaganza that we've had. Yes, we did summer songs, a summer Q and A, a flea market adventure, and a pop culture pizza tribute. We want to remind you about our Patreon. Patreon.com slash purple stuff. And we have our monthly bonus show that you can get. Which we're going to have to fucking rush up because it's, like it's fucking months over. Yeah, that'll be up in like a minute. Yeah, we're almost there to the yeah. big time. So thanks for joining us, everybody. I'm Jay from The Sexy Armpit. I'm Matt from Dinosaur Dracula. We'll see you next time. When the moon hits your eye like a bigger pizza pie, that's amore. When the world seems to shine like you've had too much wine, that's amore. Bells will ring, tingle-ling-a-ling, tingle-ling-a-ling, and you'll sing Vita Bella. Hearts will play tippy-tippy-tay, tippy-tippy-tay, like a guitar and Thank you for listening to the Purple Purple Stuff Podcast.